All right, all right, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Uh, it is Joe and Chris. Um, it's been a good little bit since we've had a show, but we are here now. I want to try to be a little more consistent, but of course, we both have full time jobs, so it's not that easy. So, uh, what's going on with you, Miss Miss Roberson? Nothing much. Nothing much. Um, you know, enjoy my holiday, chilling. You know, nothing major. Been really just kind of calm, which is not my norm, but it's it's I'm enjoying it. All right. Well, that's good. That's real good. Um, so this is like how how many how long has the kids been in school at this point? Um, uh, mine have been in going on three weeks. Three weeks. So three so weeks. how's it how's it at week three? I had to make some adjustments as a parent at week three. <laughs> um, I kind of was just letting her do her thing and. It got to the point where I would, you know, go check on her and she'll be asleep on the couch and not in front of the computer. So um, I've made some adjustments this week with setting alarms and, you know, um, being a little bit more involved, even though I'm at work while she's at school. So I've had to, I guess, kind of kick my own self in the butt and say, OK, if she's going to be successful, it's going to be if she's not successful, it's your fault. So um because at first I just wasn't taking it serious because it was not organized to me, but you know, everybody is new to everybody. So I think now I'm kind of have a better understanding of what she needs to do, how she can be successful. So oh. it's gotten better in week three because week one and two, I was over it. Well, I think, uh, cause you know, my kids, their mother primarily does the homeschooling. Um, because she works, you know, at night, I mean, it's a totally different setup. It's not like all day, like it is for like regular school. Um, and she's kind of, you know, cause this first, this week, she really ain't getting no rest. And that's why, you know, we couldn't record yesterday is because, you know, in order for her to get some rest, I was like, well, you know, they can stay here, you know, until Tuesday. Um, but I think, you know, as far as eyes, I think it's still it's still some communication that needs to be improved because like it's you know, Zern, you're you're familiar with Zern. Um so well on the syllabus, Zern I guess Zern wasn't on there. But uh like right now it's on it's on Zern's on there now. Well it's not on it's not it's still not on there now, but um the teacher was saying how Jocelyn had missed uh, you know, like two two courses or whatever, but it's because it's not on the syllabus. And so maybe she thought she put it on the syllabus. I don't know. But, um, so that's one thing. Um, and I don't know. I, I just think for like the little kids that homeschool is difficult. Yes. You know, because so much of what they do is based on, on feeling and, 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 in that situation, as opposed to, you know, looking at a, cause you know, they associate, uh, iPads with YouTube and correct playtime. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so they're actually um and there's some nice little iPads. I ain't gonna lie to you. There's some nice iPads, but it's kind of hard, I don't know, for them to focus because she has to be with them the entire time. But like I said, it's not like a full day as it is if you're at the school physically. But she was like, Man, them kids probably gonna have to go to the school. 
because <laughs> she was like, right. and that's what I was thinking at first. Um, they just mm-hmm. sent the because we were only home temporarily, so they had they sent a questionnaire and they were like, make a decision, let us know if you're going to have your child in school or at home. You know, at first I was like, in school, mm-hmm. like <laughs> no question. But then I thought about it. I'm just like, you know, my daughter's not going to sit in a mask all day. Um, she's going to struggle with that. And that's going to be the focal point. I don't need them suggesting me get her and sending her back home either. So um, I made a decision for her fifth grade year that she'll just go to school home. Now they're saying that that decision is through December. So I believe that it's just for the rest of this now, you know, these next two, nine weeks. Yeah. That's what, that's what uh, it's set up. Uh, you know, um, they said that, you know, you can make a decision to change it, you know, in the nine, you know, at the end of nine weeks or whatever. But I'm like this. Um, I don't see them being socially distant. Like, I, uh, you know, they provide like lunch and stuff for the kids. And so I had went to pick it up uh, uh, last week, and um, I didn't see like they was on the on the playground. I didn't see nobody in no mask. You know, I just saw kids at the playground playing, and so I'm starting to wonder: Are they actually practicing social distancing? I mean, yeah, it's good to like talk about and say, well, we're going to social distance, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But to actually do it is a whole nother story. And so I'm kind of debating, like, I know it's, you know, the homeschooling is difficult and it's easy for me to say because I'm not the one that's actually like having to do it. But I I didn't see a mask. I didn't see one mask. And see, while they're doing outdoor activity, they don't have to have a mask on. Oh, Okay. It's okay. kind of like if you're walking or running in the park, you don't have to wear a mask while you're running in the park. Right. Now, some you'll know. see people who will have one on, but yeah. And that was another thing. So it's like, I, I, don't, I don't know, you know, as far as it's concerned, like when it comes to if they're doing everything they're supposed to do. Now, I know for Alyssa's school, um, they're basically saying that the kids will remain in the same room the whole day. They'll eat lunch in their classroom and the teachers will come in and switch. So, you know, that's how they're doing it. Uh, and I, my thought process, too, was if all y'all keep y'all kids at home, then it won't be with six of them in the classroom. Right. So, you know, it'll be easier for the teacher to do it. So but it's some learning and things that I'm afraid because she's getting ready to go to middle school. So some things that she needs to get and some some taking some some skills that she needs to learn. And I'm mm-hmm. afraid being at home and self-teaching herself, basically, she may not get some of those things. Yeah, that's social. You yeah, know, my, yeah, my kids and my kids not social like there was we was they. Yeah, they were threatening some stuff last year just because of, of her social activity or lack thereof. So, um. She's thriving going to school from home because she doesn't have to have that social awkwardness. Right. But it, it's a it's a lot, and I mean, I applaud the teachers who are dealing with it. Um, I applaud the parents. I know everybody wants to say, you know, what 
each person should or should not be doing. But unless you're in that shoe, I don't really feel like that you should judge anybody, you know, on that. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel that way about I feel that way about anything. Like I think me personally, I really don't like I was I was speaking to somebody, I put a post on, I forget what it was, but a lot of people like ask me like how you feel about gay people and this and that. I'm like, not I don't feel anything because it doesn't affect me. So I can't really honestly have an opinion about it. It's not fair for me to have an opinion about it. Great. You know what I'm saying? And uh Yeah, it's not really fair for me to have an opinion about it. So, and I feel, you know, with the school situation, now I can have an opinion. However, I'm not gonna, you know, force what I feel on nobody. I mean, right. I feel like to each his own. You may feel, you know, like me personally, I don't want my son to go because of his asthma. But that's not to say, uh, you know, you shouldn't have your child there because, you know, his. Uh, his what's that what's that lady called? Uh um the lady who deals with the, the people who deal with like the asthma and stuff, uh, she wants him to go to school, you know, to interact with other people. Now I'm you know, and I guess when me when I went to the school like to to like see um to see, you know, to take to pick up the the meals or whatever and I didn't see nobody with no mask, that kinda got me kinda you know, cause kids are like extreme carriers you know exactly and so i know for a fact kids do everything by touch you know they something's weird they put their mouth they put their mouth on their paws um they gotta touch everything and this and that that she loves to hug she likes yeah. to walk up to people and say, hey, and give them a hug. And we're like, we, <laughs> it's funny because, you know, we go back to church now. And after the dismissal, as soon as the last amen, we, I'm literally like, got her by the arm. And we <laughs> were going so out y'all the back door. at the church? The, yeah, somewhat. It's like a partial kind of back. Um, they do the social distancing and stuff. And they uh, take our temperature at the door and take our name just in case, you know, they find out someone's tested positive they can contact everybody that was at service the same day as them um but in this um every other row and like we just kind of sitting in our little corner and we were at the, everybody pretty much has mask on um the whole service unless they're on the pulpit speaking or singing um then they don't have their mask on but their social distance the choir and stuff is too well the praise team but yep I just needed to go back. I was I was uh being a heathen. I was laying on the couch looking at t looking at him on TV and be nodding off or on my phone. So you know, kind of being in the building gives me a little bit of structure. Yeah. You know, and then my little one, she would be chilling, nodding off, sleep, go to the bathroom and hide until the church over. I mean, it was bad. So <laughs> we were all kind of like really big on it when we first went home. But as time progressed and as months progressed, it was like, come on, let's go to church. So we get dressed on Sundays and we, you know, we go sit in service for an hour. Um, he still streams, so, you know, Facebook Live and stuff like that. So for people who still don't feel comfortable coming, they're still able to get the word too. All right. Yeah, but everything's different. Like, 
there's so many things that are not normal anymore that I don't think will ever have their same norm. You know, it'll always kind of, it'll be a little bit different. Like I haven't um, sat in a restaurant. Yeah, me neither. I, I, um, people have, but I'm just like, mm, I'm going to get it to go. <laughs> Mm-mm. It's amazing to me how some people are just so comfortable, like going out and clubbing. And yes, I just be shocked. Like, and you know, it's crazy because I went to a doctor's appointment and I had my Clorox wipes. I'm wiping down the seat, you know, all these things. Like now, um, actually, one of my cousins sell these door pools, and. I um plan to order some from her, but she basically can use it to open doors and use it at the ATM and like the gas pump and stuff like that instead of having to switch. And then you just spray it down with or wipe it down with hand sanitizer. So, you know, you know they sell a um like a little handle deal that you can use to like open doors. And mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. like. It's like it. a little hook. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and it's just it's. For me, it's funny because we went to, I picked your goddaughter up this weekend. So she was with me and she wanted to go to um, the outlet mall to grab some shoes. How did she feel like, how did she feel being there? She was ready to go. You know, she, you know, we switched up the room. So, you know, she doesn't have her own room anymore, you know, and so she had to share space with her sister. So she was just like... Oh, okay. I'm ready to go. Like she was sitting in the living room and be on her computer, and, and she was just like, "Oh, I miss my dorm room. One of my roommates doing so. They will be oh sitting up there talking." Goodness. She, you know, this is her first taste of semi-freedom, and she just yeah. kind of liked her space and stuff. And you know, we watching certain things on TV, and she's just like, mm, "I'm gonna watch that, but I'm gonna have to because we in here." Oh um, she spent a lot of money when she came home, so I was like, "You can't come home too often." It's kind of like when people have off days and they just go shopping and they be like at the store and go get something to eat. But if you was at work, you wouldn't be spending that money. Right. That's when she came home and did. <laughs> she was just like, I want to eat here. Let me get me this. Let me get that. Um, it was funny. We took her to Whataburger and she was like, ooh, I haven't had it in like a month. It tastes weird. I'm like, what? all right she's a lot uh, different though she's a i can see the maturity you know what i'm saying like when she came home it was like i knew she was visiting like it felt like a visitor was at my house not like it was my kid which was weird right yeah yeah that's that's something to definitely get used to i guess you know (laughs) um yeah that's that's something so Let's talk about uh, a couple of things. Um, I know we were speaking, you know, you sent me the text message about what type of questions, you know, you get tired of hearing when you're single, when people ask you questions about being single. I sent you or maybe I sent you maybe three or four or maybe five responses. Um, and so, I, you know, I'll go into them. Matter of fact, let me look at the actual question. So I can. Um, uh, top ten things singles are tired of hearing, right? Um, and I think mine were. I think I sent you, like I said, five. It said one was, "It's somebody for everybody." Uh, the other one was, "What friends?" Uh, you know, I, and I and I put this one on there. It was like, 
I, I'm sick of hearing what my friends that are in relationships are doing. Like me and Gail uh, did this and, and did that or whatever. Um, and to see, uh, you're getting kind of old. We better hurry up. That one. Uh, can you see yourself getting married? You know, that question comes up. And uh, when the last time you was in a relationship, what kind of what kind of questions do you hear often, you know, being a single person? Um, you must be hard to you must be giving people a hard time. Um, what else is some of the um, well, what are you doing differently? Are you working on yourself? I get that a lot um, because I'll tell them some things that I'm looking for. Um, another one, like you said, like people saying like, oh, you know, such and such, they did, they did like trying to like almost kind of make you feel like you're inadequate because you're not in a relationship. Um, are you okay? What? (laughs) Like, is everything okay with you? Like, why are you not dating? Are you okay? Like, what's wrong? It's like nothing. (laughs) Um, or even people saying, you know, I got a friend. I got an uncle. I got a homeboy. I get tired of it, man. Like, like, okay. Uh, Okay. Like, yeah, or, you know, or even to the point where, like, um, like, almost kind of feeling sorry for you. I I do hate hearing people feel like it's a pity. Like, oh, you know, or, um, like when my kids getting older now, what you gonna do when the girls getting older? Uh, nothing. I'm gonna be single. Like, you know, until I'm ready or whatever. So it's just like you get those, um, and in the church, sometimes it's really crazy because they'll, well, baby, you need to, you know, you need to be specific in your prayers. Or you praying and asking God for that? I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm praying for God's will to be done. Whatever that is, that's going to be, you know, so a lot of times I think singles are, um, are put in a position where they're pressured by the outside world and they're pressured by, I mean, um, TV and, and social media and things like that already kind of put that that pressure on but then when Mm. people you're close to or people you you know swarm in circles with tend to like start asking you all the time like that's like how they even like start the conversation or you know um well baby are you ever gonna get married or you know well what about that last guy well maybe you was being hard on him you know and not knowing that maybe this dude was you know putting his hands on me or maybe you know it was a very verbally abusive relationship like nobody knows that but they almost yeah. want to make you like kind of rethink you leaving a relationship that wasn't positive just because you're a, a certain age or because you're not married. Um, so they tend to say, well, you know, baby, maybe you need to just really, you know, give them another chance. Maybe, And it's like, well, just so I can be married, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of. Um, and, and also another thing I hate hearing is. You know, when you were in a relationship with somebody, the relationship has ended and people always want to tell you what that person's doing. Like that kind of because, you know, when I was in a relationship um, and we broke up, um, she eventually, I think, you know, a little bit down the line, she got with a guy. She ended up she she has a baby now. I would never know that because I don't, I don't, I don't want to know that, but you know, a a certain person just really wanted me to know that she was 
you know, had a baby on the way. And did she tell you? Why would she tell me? You know, like that's none of my business <laughs> as far you know, that's really none of my business uh, whether she's having a baby or not. It's not my business. So um, I don't know. I guess I guess sometimes you're like forever attached to yes. some people. Yes. Even um, after you what, split up from them, it's like you know, it, it they they want you to people want you to be involved in whatever's going on in their life, and it's just like I don't want to know that. Like, I mean, I'm, I don't want nothing ill or bad to happen to any you know to that person, but I don't need to be a part of the situation. I mean, some relationships have an epic, uh, a kind of epic, you know, as far as like what people saw you as they because some people don't have lives first of all and so they really depend on like some people live some people live their life and they stuff through your relationship through your relationship and it's not you know uh, uh, they live their life through you and so whenever something goes on with you they know it better than you do you know what I'm saying or they make their own little stories about it. Um, it's like a soap opera. So I don't know. Um, but me, ouch. But me personally, I, um, like when I was in a relationship, I'm very private to a certain extent. And like, too private. It's just, well, I don't think there's a such thing as too private. <laughs> but I'm not you a relationship out there happen. Like, wait, what do you? Yeah, I just be wanting to like because I, I feel like when people, yeah, because when people know about it, people try to sabotage it. Yeah, I, 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 I rather you know like people know you can't enjoy it. Yeah, people can't you can't sabotage what you don't know about. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like when people know about your relationship, they tend to try to sabotage it, especially when they just jealous about stuff. You know, some people just jealous for no reason. I can't deal with people who are jealous for no reason and act like they not. Now, that's something I don't like. Yeah. Well, it's some of them out there, man. And it could be the slightest thing. Like, they won't just come out and say you know, but it's just little, little, little stuff that that they say. Um, mm, you know that that whole must be nice thing. That's one of they little must be nice. You know, or dang, what y'all doing this week? Dang, where y'all going this week? You know, that's something. That's a sign of jealousy when people say stuff like that. Now, they won't just come flat out and say it. I mean, you have some friends that stop talking to you. Some people, like, especially if you riding hard with somebody, like, y'all really, really close. You know, when you're single and then you start talking to somebody, they fall off. They, cause, yeah. I mean, because they just literally be like, I don't want to hear about you and your dude. I don't want to hear that. I, 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 ugh, all she do is talk about that dude. Like, and you be like, I'm happy. And so you almost kind of feel reluctant to even talk about what you're happy about because the people around you aren't happy for you. So right. it's just like, They'll be like, well, how you doing today? And be like, oh, me and my, nothing. I'm good. Like, yeah, and you know, that's not, that's not good, man. Like, and that's the thing too, you know, check your circle. If somebody that's in your circle <clears throat> is jealous of you for being happy, you know, or 
one thing I cannot stand, I'm sorry, I jumped subject. One thing I do not like is when you start talking to somebody and everybody want to tell you about their past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sir, oh, yeah. ma'am. I know he he out there, he had a bad. I mean, trust me. If I don't, I'm gonna figure it out. Like, don't come. Well, baby, I'm gonna tell you who he used to talk to, and this, that, and the third. And you be like, okay, all right. Where's this coming yeah, from? Know. So you want to hear and receive some of that, but you're just like, where where is this? Like, where are you coming from with it? Is it coming from a place of concern for my me and my safety, or are you coming from a jealous place? So I really don't like when people do that because I feel like you are. You know, like it's like you sabotaging somebody else's situation. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you when I started conversing with my ex, um, it was a lot of people coming. Up. You know, I'm in the grocery business, and so, um, oh, Joe tried to talk to me. Come on, son. Not really. And so I got a lot of that, but as far as like, um, uh. It's, I don't know. It's like, and then, you know, sometimes people can't stand to be around you when you're doing, like, when you're doing good, too. You know, like, if somebody, because uh, you said people stop talking to you, but then, you know, sometimes they can make you uncomfortable, but sometimes you make them kind of uncomfortable uh, by being successful, which is, you know, kind of a shame. You know, I'm the type of person where, I like seeing people I know do good. You know, I like people because, like, like for instance, uh, Josh just bought just they just bought a house. Yeah, I saw that. I'm so happy for them. Oh my god, that's a blessing. That's super exciting. Him and, him and his little wife, man, that's just the cutest thing to me. <laughs> and uh, it is, man, because you know <laughs> it's just the cutest thing to me. Josh and his little wife, but um. I don't know, man. And then I hate those people who come and talk to me about other people. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got some people who will, you know, try to find an ally in ridiculousness. And like they'll they fish. And when you show them that you don't you're not for it, they just go to the next person. And just go to the next person until somebody, somebody who shares, you know, shares their um dislike or they hatred for that person's success. Um, misery loves company, man. And those people, they be just, they be miserable. And so they need to find somebody who can be miserable with them. Um, so they can, I don't know, keep that going. Cause that gotta be exhausting. You know, it does. And then the thing about it is that what, what do you feel like you have to be some kind of saying to feel joy in someone else's defeat. You have to be some level of of hurt to to sit back and want to watch somebody not make it. You know what I mean? Or to see somebody do well or, or you know, get a home or get a promotion or get a new job and, and sit up and say, man, forget them. They ain't deserved it. This, you know what I'm saying? You, it has to be a lot of heaviness on you to even see that or do that because it's, that's t- that takes a lot of energy. You know, it's like yeah, that man, takes a right. lot. But yeah, I I don't I don't like that. But I, I you know I don't like people. Also, I don't like when people sit within people who are not dating or currently not single and try to pick apart what's wrong with them or try to uh, pinpoint why they're not dating. Right. That that to me sometimes and and especially if someone is working on themselves privately. 
you can unravel a whole lot of work by your words. Mm-hmm. So you have to be really careful, you know, when you approach someone. But I feel like your your singleness, your relationship, your your per- whatever you're in, whatever your mode is, it's your business, it's your personal journey. So no one needs to have details unless you feel like you want to divulge them in those details. Yeah. That's a true statement, man. Don't let your goods even be spoken of, homie. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um what was I saying now? Okay, so we we've dealt with the questions, asking all them questions. Um and we've dealt with you know, people basically expecting you to keep up with what somebody you're no longer with is doing. But aside from what other people think, how what what's your process or how do you feel like when you see somebody who you you know you're no longer with but you still like but they're happy with somebody else? And I think we talked about this before. Um, How do I feel when I see some of my exes that shouldn't have got away happy? I mean, but is it even one like that? I have like two. Really? One. One. I have one that shouldn't have got away. I got one. Um, The other ones, honestly, when I see them, um, like, I mean... I'm more or less like glad that I'm not living the life that their significant other is living because there's some, you know, it's not something that I want to live through. Not saying it's anything bad, but it's just like, I know that God didn't plan that to be my life. Does that make sense? Like I look at it and say, God, this not, well, this wasn't what you designed for me. But then like the one that got away, I'll be like, man. Yeah. I could have just shut up and stopped tripping and stopped pretending like stuff was there that wasn't it. Yeah. So I, I don't, <laughs> I'm happy for them. Don't get me wrong. I mean, and they're an amazing person to this day. But, you know, when I look at their relationship, I'm just like, you know what? Well, you messed up on that Oof. one. Like, Be like, Oof. yeah. Yeah. You messed up. You know, but I'm, I wouldn't want to sabotage or anything to that relationship that they have because I know that person and I know them well enough to know if they are with them and they committed that they're a hundred and ten percent in. You know what I'm saying? So I know that they love hard and they love heavy. So I'm like, I wouldn't even dare, you know, try to even so I had to get to the point where I had actually no longer friends with on social media because I didn't want no inbox. I didn't want none of it. Like, I didn't want the opportunity to present itself. So I was like, look, we don't make friends on social media. I don't want to cause nothing, that, an, an appearance of anything that could ruin what I know you work so hard for. So it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I what mean, about you? Never, man. I can't think of one. I, uh, <laughs> there have been times when I was like, man, I hate that I stopped dealing with them as far as. Well, I don't think that way now, but back in the gap, I used to, you know, when it was like a physical thing, I I used to be like, man, I hate I stopped messing with them or something like that because they was attractive or they wasn't as attractive when I was with them and then they got attractive, stuff like that. But, you know, that's all kind of superficial. But like as far as me really 
you know, missing somebody, like saying, you know, seeing them in their life and they either successful or with somebody successful or something like that. Nah, I've never had that, um, that feeling. Uh, and not to say that anybody that I've, I've dealt with was just horrible. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they've all been, they were good at, a, you know, for a season at least. Right, but you're not trying um, to go back for seconds. Nah, I don't look out that back window, bro. You know, I, <laughs> you know I, I, I feel you, friend. I feel you. Because honestly, if you, and especially if it's, if it's been some span of years from the time y'all dated, like that may not be the same person you dated. That, you yeah. know, life may have created a new individual. And what you guys were compatible with at that time may not be something y'all are compatible with now. I got something to talk to you about. Bring it. So I got a question. Do you, do you like, and even like relationships or even friendships, do you ever think back on people who you were close with and you guys were bonded together because of something toxic or you were bonded together because of something bad or negative? Like y'all shared a negative bond, but it caused y'all to become close. Not really, man. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, though, right? I I got an idea, but elaborate because you're stupid. (laughs) Elaborate. You know how you like you'll meet somebody and he'll be like, man, I don't like that. Like y'all work together somewhere and y'all both hate y'all job. Oh, yeah. Okay, I get you. And that y'all bond over the hate for this job. But y'all got to work because you need money. But y'all bond is only as far as their job. So you move on to a different job. They move on to a different job. Y'all still somewhat cool, but y'all no longer have that common toxic bond. Right, right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know what, man? I've I've had similar type of relationships, like dealing with my wholeness, you know, when I was like kind of hoish, but like, as far as me, just, um, as far as me, just like, as far as like me disliking some, now, I've never had that kind of bond with nobody, but it's been mostly like our, our matched, um, appetite for females and stuff like that. Gotcha. And just the competition of it. Was it hard for you? Was it hard to continue that friendship when you no longer were that way? Or when you had made a decision that that wasn't your path anymore? Let me tell you. So men and women are different, right? <laughs> because we could be like, ha ha, he he today. And tomorrow, if we ain't seeing no females at the same time, we, we won't say a word. Like, and it won't be nothing funny. And then like a week later, we'll actually make eye contact. And then we'll be laughing and he he and high. And it won't be that feel of, damn, nigga, I saw you yesterday and you didn't say nothing to me. That's men, though. Women, on the other hand, yeah, a no. lot of women, they start to thinking, oh, I wonder why they ain't yeah, speaking. funny. You know oh, what I'm saying? Okay. So, no, it's not hard because a guy cannot see a guy that's not a close friend for a year. Like, if I go to the store right now and see a guy that I used to know um, that I haven't seen in years, right? Uh, And I see him today, it'll be like I never, like I hadn't, it'll be like... No time passed. You know what I'm saying? No time passed. That's with any dude. That's like people who know me. Like, you know how long it's been since I worked at Super One? Yeah, it's been a minute. And I still have people 
that approached me that I when I worked at Super One. You know what I'm saying? And but and we we could stand there and have a conversation for 20, 30 minutes. About what? Who knows? Cause we don't have nothing in common no more. But you know, it's easier for a dude because we could talk about nothing for an hour. So I don't know. It's, yeah, it's it's I don't know. Men are very simple. Women are more complex because everything is kind of emotional based, that's and true. it needs to have significance for you to talk about it. Yeah, and like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I'm just saying because I know, like, sometimes you'll be like, both of you guys, or this is just very far fetched. Like, both of y'all will be dating some dude that you know, maybe sell drugs or something like that. I don't know. And so that's what y'all bonded with. Like, we always oh, want yeah. to the house chilling, this, that, and the third. Well, you break up with that dude. She see you and be like, hey, girl, this, you be like, Man, we ain't got nothing in common no more. Like, I'm talking to regular people that live with nine to five. Like, I done left the people. <laughs> so you guys don't have anything to really connect to. So it tends to not necessarily say the friendship ends, but you have to find a new reason or a new right. um, common interest. So, you know, like I said, some a lot of times with women, it's you bone people over at work um, and you guys are like, you know, y'all don't like the supervisor or, you know, y'all share a common bond, but then they may move on to something different. You have to grow to what's next uh, or that friendship may have to end. Like the season and reason thing. I think women do that a lot more than men. Mm-hmm. You know, well- yeah. Okay, I, so I have like the people I'm like from teleperformance that I work with. I'm still cool with them. Um, it's not like I you know how sometimes you try to make an appearance to try to stay relevant as mm-hmm. far as your relationship goes. I don't do that with nobody, but um I still converse with them, you know, when when I see when I see them it's always love, but I wouldn't go that extra mile to deal with Excuse me to deal with them, but I didn't do that when we worked together. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I didn't do uh, we cool stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like I got the same energy I had. Like my energy the same. When I see you, we it's all love, and when I don't, okay. Like it's not. But see, not it's the just same, like you know. it's kind of like you know. Like, I work to teleperformance. There's mm-hmm. people who I see on social media now. And, you know, like I said, like you said, it's all love. But we used to go eat lunch every day together. We used to, you know, hang out at each other's house after work just to kind of, you know, throw the day away, you know, whatever. Yeah. I can't see myself where I am now, like, having that with them because, again, we would have to find a new interest. Now, some right. friendships just can withstand time. Like, you know... For example, our friendship, we grew up in church together. We worked together, but our friendship has withstood time and we've been able to grow as we grow. But I don't think every friendship or relationship can do that. Because they're not all friendships. Hmm. Some of them are a small segment of situationships. like Even female to female. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, I think some of them are just small snippets of, you know, kind of not not as drastic as you know, yeah, I got a baby together or right. or this or that, but it's still a situationship. 
Because I think like sometimes people bond over bad mm-hmm. stuff too. Like yeah. we both was in a, you know, you know, we like say for instance, like the, no, I know this sounds so bad, but like, you know, they go to like runaways or whatever. We both was runaways when we was younger and we bonded over that. I'm 27 now and I'm a parent and I work full time. I don't know if I can bond with the person I used to run away with. Like I'm that's fine. That's fine. It's something familiar. Like it's like, you right. familiar in it. So it's just like sometimes people people tend to continue situations that mm-hmm. are just situations because they feel like that it's a friendship. I'm gonna tell you, friend. I'm fickle. Like I don't. I'm. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm so fickle when it comes to stuff like that. That's why you'll never see me in those kind of situations. I'm very fickle um, as far as like my consistency, you know, with people. And it's not purposely. It's just that it's really hard for me to focus on stuff like that. I know. Keeping up with it. And, and you know, you, you my best friend, but it's so hard for me to like, and you know, you'll get a text from me. I love you, friend. Um, all the time. But sometimes I just feel like you need to hit it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but I'm very like I, I and, and a friend of my homeboy put up a post uh, the other day. He was like, I'm a real good friend, but I, I don't really answer the phone that much. Uh, <laughs> I'm <the same. laughs> I said, folk, that's me. I, you know, you'll call me 20 times and I'll text you. And then uh, you'll call me after I text you and I still won't answer. And then I'll text you again, be like, man, what you on? <laughs> you know, or my brothers, they'll call me, ask me, you know, like, let me borrow something or this or that. I won't see it. But then when I see it, I'll be like, man, you, I ain't even like, man, never mind now, nigga, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. But you know what's know. so crazy? Like that, like you said, you're fickle. For me, I, um, I meet a lot of people. And I gain a connection with them for God to use me to speak to them in that moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in the past, I used to mistake that as friendship. Yeah. But it'll be only because I need to deliver a message or I need to be there to help them through a season. And I would literally be trying to save a friendship that wasn't supposed to be a friendship. Yeah. And I feel sometimes like guilty or conflicted with moving back and moving on to whatever my next assignment may be because I feel like I'm supposed to still be there. Right. So, you know, for me, I'm not as fickle. I tend to be the one that always picks up the phone, but, um, learning boundaries and stuff. Now I'm learning that some relationships that I have or friendships that I have are not for that. Like that's not the purpose that they supposed to serve. And I think that as you get older and you literally not don't have the energy or you don't have the time to deal with a lot of stuff, you start to be able to kind of say, okay, I have to move on from here. Like this isn't, this isn't gaining me anything positive. I got to go. So I'm going to tell you when I left teleperformance, now I feel bad for my team. Like I didn't want to leave my team. Um, so I don't know if that's kind of the same thing or not, but I really felt bad leaving my team because but I would you I have was, stayed for that team? Hell no. Nah. Right. Uh-uh. I was out, but I just felt bad. Like it was a bad, like I, you know, I'm not one to miss people. I, I miss them. I miss them people. Um, because I don't know if it's because I felt like, you know, I was responsible for them. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, and not not on no weird stuff. I mean, but I felt like I was responsible for him. And so me leaving, I kind of felt a little bit like I was abandoning him, you know, and it just... Yeah. Cause I know, you know, I know how help getting help at teleperformance is and it's hard. And like my team was always on something extra. Um because I was always, you know, I was like, you know, in gen care, I was on NSS and then, you know, order support. And I and I, I just didn't feel like people were trained good enough to help my team. And people didn't always want to help my team. They always like Oh no, you need to talk to Joe, you know, this and that. So I just didn't I just didn't want to leave him. But on the same token, I didn't hesitate to put in that notice when I found out I had that job. Like when I when they told me, she said, when they offered me my job, um I I instantly emailed HR and put in my notice. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't know. It's just I guess that's kind of like the, that's kind of like the, I mean, I'm a father. And so I kind of, when I, when I feel like I'm responsible for somebody, I take that seriously. Mm-hmm. And so and I feel like supervisor, I, I, I understand. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah, you are a supervisor. Because I tell I people like sometimes I'm like, I got about five people on my team. If they gone. I'm going to go and find me something else. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, you, you have people that you, you want, you've gotten them so far and you know, somebody could really tear yeah. what you work so hard at down just yeah. in one conversation. So it's like, you know, let me get y'all almost kind of like, let me get y'all free and then I'll feel comfortable making my career move. Um, But then, you know, sometimes in the same breath, I'm like, y'all just don't know. I'm finna leave tomorrow and y'all gonna be screwed. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. if I get another position, half y'all gonna yeah. get fired. Like, that, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. and they don't understand. So sometimes that frustrates you because of how much you give and how much you have their back. Cause I know working under you um, at Super One, you were the only one of the supervisors who would go to bat. Or who would, you know, if I if we got a check and we busy, you on the register. You know, so I watched you as a leader. So I can only imagine now as you progress into like not necessarily grocery, but other realms of leadership. I already know you like, hey, if I ask y'all to do something, trust me, I can get on the phone and do it too. And that's why I tell my team all the time, I can take these calls. I can do that with no problem. But let me teach you how to take these calls and make your life easier. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and, and being a leader, like you said, you, you can become maternal. It becomes like, you know, it, my name is on this. That's what I feel. My, ain't nobody ever going to say that my Chris team is such and such. No, no, no. My name is on here. So, you know, mm-hmm. I try to take pride in it um, because they, I've always in my life been hurt. You know, all you have is your, you know, is your, is your word, is your name. You know, when yeah. people start, you know, tearing it down, then, you know, so. Yeah. So how is the new the new gig? Is it getting I like it, man. I, I am actually. Uh you know, I'm being Joe. Are you getting promoted in somebody else's brain already? Nah, hell no, nah, I hope not. I ain't that ain't what I'm going for. I don't I'm just, just asking wanna, you never go for it. I just wanna do my part. 
and uh, be great. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so you know we get surveys and stuff, right? So I got like all hundreds. This one lady gonna give me an eight, talking about uh, she said they answered all my questions. So why you give me an eight? You know, she didn't feel like she didn't feel right giving a, a hundred. You know, like. <laughs> Like what? Because nothing's perfect. That's what. She, and then I got, you know, I got in trouble about this other call, but uh, I think I was not empathetic enough. That's what. That's what I got. Because when I actually listened to it, um, I wasn't very empathetic. I could have been a little more, but I was like, no. <laughs> you know, when this guy asked me something, I was like, nah. So I have a question because I I do um, manage meals. Do you guys struggle with feeling sorry for people? No, not me. Do you know what I mean? Like when you like you said the empathy. Like do because some of my some of the people I listen to on the phone sometimes they'll just be like, I right, okay, so let me fix it. Like let me just tell you what some this what you need to do. Like uh-uh. like they don't really no. send in the women, they're like, Oh my god, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. Well, I'm going to tell you, I feel sorry for a lot of people, and then some of them I don't, but I try to do whatever I can to help them regardless. Some of them I just want to say, you know what, man, I feel like, I don't know, when I see like a dude have his girl call to get a payment arrangement, and you could have like, your bill ain't but like $40, like, come on, son. And and I told somebody today because, you know, they starting to disconnect people again, and I told, you know... I'm trying to give as many payment arrangements as I can give or uh, or extensions or whatever I can do because nothing worse than you talking to somebody and their bill is so high and they don't have the money to make the payment to get their power back on, you know? Right. And, you know, these people have kids. These people have uh, breathing machines and oxygen tanks and this and that. And... I feel, I'm not going to say I feel sorry for them, but I do whatever I can to like help them, you know, get everything back going. Uh, because I know I don't want, I wouldn't want my mom to be without power, but you have like, it's a man, and it just breaks my heart. You know, you got these 50 and 60 year old women who, who are basically taking care of themselves. Um, you know, their kids not really helping them do nothing. And, um, it's just, I be wanting to like, man, let me get your information and I'll send you this money out to get out this phone. But I can't do that. But I be wanting to do that. Right. Like this lady was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. You know, it was like, I mean, it was like, it was something small, like, you know, $30, $40. But, you know, her, she was on a fixed income and she couldn't pay it. And I just know how I would feel if my mom was in that position. Like, yeah. And I say, you know, I work in healthcare, so I completely understand. You know, those are some of those calls that will humble, that will humble you. You'll be so grateful for being able to just do or have the the, the bear. Like you know, like I said, working in healthcare, you talk to people sometimes. You're just like, yeah, I take that for granted. I take breathing on my own without issue for granted. Yeah. I take being able to walk for you know. what I'm saying those things you take for granted. You talk to people, and sometimes it humbles you to be like, okay. You know what? My situation ain't that bad, <laughs> and it has it gut checks you a lot, you know. And yeah, I've been doing this for seven years now, so it's like, okay, I understand now. So I have more compassion now. But I know I was just wondering, with guys, do y'all struggle with the empathy side of it um, when you're talking um, to people on the phone? 
unfortunately, I mean, I can show empathy, but I kind of deal with it the same as I deal with any situation. Like I don't, I don't get off the phone. Like, like I said, I have those moments where I wish that I can do something for him. But as far as me, like just on the phone, just distraught and, you know, in bad, you know, feeling bad and this, now I don't do all that. But, uh, there is times when I, I, like I said, I wish I could do a little more or I try to like give them game on like what stuff really means, you know, on a bill and what's the best time. I try to give them little strategies on how to like get out of these crazy payment arrangements that they have to pay. Cause some things you have to do for that time in order for you to have like power. And so, but there are little tricks, you you know, and people just don't know. One thing I hate is when people don't, you know, people just don't know what all they can do for themselves. Cause yeah. you know, it's, it's about educating people. And you know, that's, that's, that's very important. And, and I, what I don't like is that sometimes we, we have that knowledge and we don't really share it yeah. or, you know, we have that knowledge and cause I'm telling you when I start working with, you know, health insurance, I immediately like my parents got to that age. I'm like, Hey, don't do this. Please make sure you don't talk to nobody about this. Don't sign no paper. Don't, don't do, you know what I'm saying? Having those conversations because you hear people on the phone saying, I went to Walgreens to get my meds and I walked out and somebody had me sign something because they said uh-huh. I was going to get this. And you're like, Oh my God. Like, I can't believe somebody would do you like that. But these people trying to make a check too. Like they, so they trying to play on the, you know, the older people. So I feel like when you know, you know, about money or when you're knowledgeable about different things, like share your knowledge with other people, like you said, put them on game so that they won't run into those situations or they won't be, you know, how it turns out for them. Because when I talk to people on the phone, sometimes when I get done talking to them, they're like, man, you explained it so well. I know now what I need to do. Like they feel so empowered. When right. you share that knowledge with them. So it's like when you know something, you know, it's nothing wrong with in your job, like giving people a, a little knowledge to to be able to go back out to the world or go to the doctor and have that conversation and know how what that term means that they've been seeing for years. So, but yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that's. Oh. Almost dropped something. So, uh, you know, dealing with the what you about to say? Cause you about to ask something. Oh, I've got a question. I know we like jumping all over the place, but y'all know right. this just rapper right. takes with Chris and Chris and Joe. I don't want to bring up the. I got a question. What are your views uh, from a male perspective? Uh, from a father perspective, what are your views when it comes to child support? It's, it, it can be necessary like um because i'm i'm a father who's on child support however my kids are with me five days a week well really six you know what i'm saying um but i know where it's going like it's not like you know she's getting it and she's getting all this stuff and my kids not it's not like that so I'm okay with it to a certain extent, as long as it's for the kids and not like, uh, child support is not fulfilled relationships, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's kind of like a, that's something that some 
females do. They um the relationship don't work, so they gon they gonna basically hit them in the pockets, hit them where hit them where it hurts. Whereas you have some females who probably need to put the dude on child support and don't. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> that well, so per, case in point, you'll have a chick who got three baby daddies. Now these ain't nothing dudes who don't do nothing for their kids. Uh, they won't get put on child support, but then you'll have that, that dude that do do for his kids. Uh, they get put on child support. Like, I don't know. It just, I think it's necessary. Um, I do think it's necessary sometimes, but not all the time. Do you think it's necessary to do it through paperwork? Or do you think sometimes it's uh, better to do I, it verbally? Like, have a, a conversation? Question. I think it's better to do it verbally, but in order to do it verbally, both parties have to be consistent. Like, um, me personally, like, um, you know, I provide for my kids, but uh, I remember when I first started paying child support, it was hard for me to go every week and make the payment. So I was like, just take it out of my check. You know, so I, you know, so that I won't even, I won't even allow uh, myself to forget because I knew how I was. So I think that part, I think that needs to be done weekly. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. I think a lot of people kind of clump all people on child support, all women who are seeking child support in the same boat. And I think it's, it's not. Um, I just feel like that sometimes it's it's always shined upon as a negative thing. I know there are some guys who put themselves on child support just to make sure that they were that, that it was there and it was consistent. Um, right. But I feel like it's, it's like you said, it's necessary in some instances. Sometimes you can have that communication where we're like, hey, this is what we're doing. Um you also have times where, and I mean, I know these are like celebrities and stuff, but you have times where women are wanting ex- crazy amounts of money for um, the support of their children. And granted, I'm a mother myself, so I know it's not cheap to raise a child. And sometimes that two, $300 don't really hit and do what it needs to do. There's more expenses that come along with it. So, you know, from a female perspective, I feel like that if you can have a conversation with your um, child's father or child's mother and have that conversation, you guys come to an understanding and agreement, not only child support, but also supporting the child physically. Like you said, five days a week, your kids are with you or four or five, you know, however mm-hmm. many days. So it's more to it than the check. It's also the time spent It's also making sure that, you know, that you're in their life. So, I think sometimes people get so wrapped up in the monetary child support that they forget that their child needs their support. So, you know, it's, it's. So I'm going to tell you, I think I have probably one of the best, uh, one of the best uh, father. Yeah. My, like me and my uh, kid's mom, we're very, uh, we have a very good relationship and nothing, it's nothing physical about it. Nothing like that. But we have a very good relationship, especially with dealing with the kids. And we also have a friendship at this point because I can tell you it hasn't always been like that. But it's like that now. But, you know, there was a time when I I couldn't stand her. You know, I but but that was that time when we were allowing other people to dictate 
what what our what what our parenthood should be. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But once we realized that she she and I were the parents and she and I make the choices of what goes on in our in our uh children's life, that's that all changed. And so um I think you should definitely like some people are like, man, that's my kid's mom and that's it. It should be more than that. Like y'all should be friends, you know what I'm saying? And we are friends. And so friends. I mean, to and where, I know that's you know, a difficult thing for some people, but when you mm-hmm. take away your emotional side or what the other relationship, like you said, that failed and look at what was blessed, what was what you guys were blessed with. I feel like in that moment, none of the past history matters. It's all about making sure that this kid doesn't have to recover from their childhood because of two adults that didn't work because sometimes it just isn't going to work and people have to make sure they understand that and that they can just do it for their child. And if you do that, then the who she's dating or who, who he's dating or, um, you know, all of that won't matter. You know, I know for me, you know, at one point it was more or less like who my baby going to be around, like who, who, who you with, who your girl going to no, know she can't get. I was worried about those things, but you know, I had to have a conversation with an old head and they were like, baby, pray over your child, put her in God's hands and God's going to protect that baby. Mm-hmm. And I, and when I did that, I was able to be at peace while my child was away. And I wasn't, you know, on pins and needles, like, what you doing? Where she at? Who she with? I was able to enjoy my time away from my child because I no longer was concerned. And I trusted that God was going to take care of my baby, even if the my ex wasn't capable in my mind. You know, so it's it, it's it's necessary for relationships to for people who have children to be about the children when the relationship fails. And right. not take it personally, not, you know, keep the child away. Because honestly, speaking from experience, the child will begin to resent the person that kept them away. Yep. Not the person that was kept away, but the person that did the keeping away. Yep, that's a true statement. Um, that is a very true statement. And I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. So yeah, I've never seen it. So yeah, that's a that's something, and it and I forgot it was something that we said we was gonna talk about, and I um <laughs> and I completely forgot about it. It will it'll be a topic for another show. Uh, it was about the birds and the bees, but uh, we'll have that conversation another day. Already, this was anyway. good. This was good stuff. All right. Well, I think that this is the time to go because it is kind of late and your boy is tired because I got to work in the morning. (laughs) And my computer is not working right. What's that? (laughs) Well, anyway. What? My computer is not working right. There it goes. All right. (laughs) 
Okay, so one thing that we definitely need to do, Chris, is we need to, I don't know, uh, we both have friends, but I think your friends would be more interesting, uh, where we can have some people come in and we can do like a, you know, like a little panel where it's more than just us and we could talk about some other things. So, um, I do suggest that, you know, if you guys want to talk about anything, please hit us up on our Facebook. I think, uh, the majority uh, of people who listen or Facebook friends at some point, uh, uh, it's, it's always a way to contact us. So please feel free. Let us know if it's something that you guys want to talk about and we will definitely talk about it. Did you have any words, Chris? Nope. Just be blessed. Have a good week. Enjoy yourself. Hit us up. If you guys have some topics, we're ready. We're willing. And if you want to be a guest, hit us up for that too. Hallelujah. All right, guys.